Right, welcome to the Value Script, the podcast where we bring value every episode for the everyday person. I'm Lonnie Carmichael, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Meredith Carmichael, and we'll be your hosts. Today, we're going to be responding to some questions our producer had about our church. And oh yeah, we, we encourage you to, <laughs> to come along for the ride, because this is not structured, <laughs> it's not scripted, and it's uh, we're shooting from the hip here, so... Um, we'd like you to be involved in this. You know, leave us in your below in the comments your thoughts and feelings, and if you've had similar experiences and what your questions are, and so we can get to them. But with that in mind, let's dive in. But what were you saying happened to, or what what was the word that you used? Disfellowshipped. Yeah. So they've changed this since then in the official handbook, <laughs> but um, five years ago there was. I, I was disfellowshipped officially by the church and um, for, for a decent reason. <laughs> but, um, is the reason to going to be discussed or is that for d- just... I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's already been discussed well, we, yeah, we've previously. But um, anyway, disfellowshipment as a definition is uh, essentially you don't lose your church membership. Okay, so officially you remain a member of the church. Um, you can still pay tithing if you want to. And, yeah. you know, you can still wear your temple garments. You can still go. You can still to go. Church. But you can't speak. You can't participate. You can't talk. You can't pray. Jeez. Um, in church. What? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't at home. You can do whatever at home. You can pray. You can all of that. But, but like, with our church, one thing that's that, different about... Oh, go ahead. Hold on, sorry, I'm just confused. So you can go to you can go to the church, but you can't participate. First, yeah, correct. So what would make? It just feels like you're putting a person in the corner. Yes, correct. Yes, and there's a putting a scarlet letter around their neck, pretty much. And oh. that's what makes it so hard. It is and. And no, people don't, don't get it because, because like this, this is one thing that's so hard, I think, for, for a lot of members of the church to understand it. Like there's a lot of good people, good, like Christians that are trying to, to do their best to be close to, to God and be close to Jesus Christ and, and to act accordingly. And so when you come to church, it's like, they're nice. Like we have an amazing war that we go to. People are nice. It's not mm-hmm. like, okay, we're not going to talk to Lonnie because he's been disfellowshipped. I think a lot of people don't even know, but at the same time, you feel the weight of that because you can't like in classes, you can't answer questions. You can't pray. Like, so that's one thing that's different about our church too. Like in a lot of different Christian religions, like you have the pastor or the whoever, the preacher that speaks the entire time and Uh like gives a sermon or whatever. Yes. But in our church, like different people give talks in, in our sacrament meeting, you know, that's the main meeting where everybody gets together and, and people are called on to pray. So it's not just the bishop that's doing all of that. So is there a designated priest or bishop there? There's yeah, there's a bishop. Okay. And um and he has two counselors that help kind of oversee things and keep everything going. Okay. And so they'll call on people and ask people to to speak on okay. Sundays and or to pray or um to hold different callings like the members do have different like jobs or assignments okay. to to do stuff. And so but it does feel very isolating and like like you're put in the corner yeah. and that's hard. Like sometimes 
It is very, very difficult to understand what that feels like until you've lived it. And I haven't lived that personally. I've just like been watching that, you know, as, as Lonnie's gone through that and it is incredibly hard and it's not spoken about ever because it's, there's a lot of shame and guilt and frustration. And a lot of times people think, well, okay, you made this choice. And so here's the consequences and, and you need to, deal with that in an appropriate way, right? Like continue to have faith, continue to pray and all of those things. And that's great. But I don't think that people really understand how hard it is. And at the same time, when you're isolated like that, then like all of the foundation and the good feels hurtful and it feels hard and it shouldn't. How do they keep up with that? Like, knowing who went through what like for example like is it just at a specific church that this happened <clears throat> well no yeah. so like all of all of the i don't know if i'm questioning all the different right. wards no, congregations churches you know uh-huh it all goes through salt lake i mean essentially it through okay. church headquarters and and like on my on my membership record like if i move to a different uh, ward and our congregational area right our 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 wards are essentially broken up into um, congregations and those congregations are designed to be people that you live around so that, you know, you're fellowshipping with your neighbors and, and people that you live near, but nearby and you're able to, you know, help and give aid and receive and all this, whatever um, service and love and all this stuff. Right. Um, so, so all the like, members are, so, but if I, but if I, so like if we move, so if we move, like say we buy a house in another city uh-huh. and we move to a new area. Right. Yeah. And we have our records transferred. It goes through Salt Lake. Right. But then, then our, you know, our membership records will go from this ward to the next ward. And on my membership record, there'll be an asterisk that says, you know, either call the previous bishop, but, but the, you know, this, this member's under, you know, official church discipline. And until that gets resolved, it'll stay on that record. And so anywhere I go, if my records are transferred, then they'll know. Like, oh, hey, this, this member's had some special church discipline and it's still going through it or needs to, you know, it's this or needs to complete the process or whatever. And... Is there a way to fix that, I guess? Yeah, you have to go back through um, the process, essentially. So, you know, originally I had what they called then as disciplinary council. They've now changed that to councils of love. <laughs> to make it sound better, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they have they have changed some details of the way that that happens. That that is better. It is, and, but still, I I have to I still yeah. go back through meet with my, you know, local priesthood leaders, the stake president, uh-huh. and his counselors, and um, you know, basically, <laughs> I don't want to misrepresent this, um, but they. Their job essentially is to make sure that as far as the church is concerned, that this person has gone through all the physical things they need to do to repent of what they had done wrong. And to make sure that, especially since I was a bishop at the time, um, you know, to help protect the name of the church and the reputation of the church and um, to help the, you know, promote the integrity of the organization as well. And so there's some formal proceedings that are taken care of that way, which 
I think it's pretty reasonable to expect, especially, you know, um, since I, I was a church leader when um, all that happened. And so, you know, that's reasonable enough to expect. But the other side of it is, and hopefully the more important side, is they're supposed to also um, judge you spiritually. And, and I don't mean judge in a, in, a, in a cruel way, but in a discerning way to see if, have you grown spiritually through this? You know, have you, how are you? You know, like really the most important thing is did the atonement of Jesus Christ um, take effect in this person's life? You know, has, has this person um, through this process gotten closer to Jesus Christ? Is this person more like Jesus Christ? Is this person um, better than they were before? And if not, why not? And try to figure out, okay, what does this person need to be able to progress in their in their walk with the Savior? And how do we get this person from where they are to, or how do we help them, you know, get from where they are to where they need to be? And so they're trying to assess that as well, you know, through the process. Like, is this person ready to come back and be counted as a, you know, that guy's a Mormon and, um, you know, represent the faith? And because essentially we all represent the church through the way we live. And so part of that disciplinary process really is, is well intended to make sure that the integrity of the church and the integrity mm-hmm. of the gospel stays intact. Yeah. And, and it, and it, it is for the well-being of the person. Just um, what I found to be the most difficult in all of that for me, I'm falling apart over here, um, is, you know, when I, When, I, when, all, when it all went down for me, it was, I was already in a bad place. I was already in a bad place, you know, personally, our marriage was in a bad place. Um, I had, you know, largely because of my actions and putting it at risk and in jeopardy. But, um, you know, there were, relationship-wise, we weren't as close as we needed to have been. And um, especially for the situations we were in. And so I... You know, when the church came at me, it felt like with a hammer, um, it just added more insult to injury rather than, like, I feel like, what what would have been better? Well, if they would have come and said, instead of saying, all right, Lonnie, um, for the next five years, uh, for a minimum of five years, you don't get to do this, 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 and this, right? Is it, that's what it is? It's a five-year thing? For my deal, it was. Okay. Yeah. When it, and wait, that was five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. coming up here soon, right. or what? Jan- yeah. January. Well, January was, was, five years. was our five-year mark. Oh, so you're. It doesn't expire clear. now. You got to you got to get to go back through the process. Now you got to go, go back, back through the process to gotcha. get back yeah. in. Gotcha. Okay. No, but I don't know. I feel like if the church would have come to me and said, "Hey, Lonnie, look, you know, you messed up here. You can't. You can't do this." And and you know that, and we know that. Um, but we're gonna help you get through this and your marriage is in a bad place now and we're going to help you get through that because we know how to do this because we've done it a thousand times you know like we we know um how to help you we know how to help your wife we know how to help you um get proper counseling and um we're gonna you know wrap our arms around you and your family and we're just gonna lift you guys up so that you can't fall any further um i think that would have Helps me a lot more than um, than the disciplinary, cold disciplinary process and just being cut off. It seems way more constructive to do it that way 
Well, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> apparently here's, not. Here's I mean, what's hard. And I, it's not and it's not bad. It's not it's not intended to be bad because those leaders themselves a lot of times don't have the perspective of oh, these people need marriage counseling. But um, you know, or or this is you know, these are these are the counselors that would work for this situation and and they just they don't have that Rolodex because that's not the focus. The focus isn't on things like that. The focus is on what things can we do? Well, we're the church. We can we can pray and we can have faith. And those things are all great, you know, but sometimes you don't know what to pray for. And sometimes you don't know what answers to look for. And um, sometimes you don't have the information you need to be able to work through the problem. And but see, but, and you just keep focusing on the problem and it just keeps manifesting as the yeah. problem. And I don't know. Just from the outside looking in, it's like, but if a person needs help and pray does help and things of that nature it's like why discipline them to where they can't partake in praying when praying could be what helps right it just seems i mean you can i mean sure i mean praying publicly right in the church or giving a talk or whatever yeah um i'm not able to do those things i can do them on my own personally yeah and really that's the most important thing that is right Yeah. yeah yeah Um, it just, for a long time, it just stung socially because, you know, you're assuming, and, and this is, probably isn't even the case for the most part, but you're assuming you're, when you walk in, everybody's got their eyes on you, you know, you sit down yeah. and then, you know, and then as the sacrament gets passed around or communion, you know, and other churches, they call it communion, but called partaking of the sacrament and I'm not allowed to do that. So you're just assuming everybody's watching you not do that. And they're not. Yeah, you know, most time, most time, I don't know. Or like, well, you said you had a good, you have a really good community in your church. Like everyone was really good about it. I wonder if there's churches, you know, maybe not so so friendly. Friendly, sure. There are, yeah, definitely. There there are certainly, you know, because people aren't people aren't perfect. They're they're just not. Yeah, and there's members that say stupid things, and there's members that do dumb things. But a lot of it's well intended, you know. Yeah. Um, But you know, you just. For me, I assumed that like everybody was watching me not participate mm-hmm. in, in every little step. Like, you know, we do when somebody receives a calling, they ask for a sustaining vote. Basically, will you, you know, raise your hand, you raise to your hand and, in support and, of that person? Well, basically, you're pledging your support of that person and their right. calling. Right. What, uh, what is this for? It's like whenever you, whenever you get a calling in church, like if you, if you get called to be a uh, Sunday school teacher. Oh, okay. They'll say, you know, we're, we've called Meredith to be a Sunday school teacher of whatever. And then it goes to class. a vote. And well, they just say we'd ask, you know, for those of you that can help support and, or what are they? I don't even remember the official lingo. I'm on the spot. I'm on the spot. But essentially they ask for a sustaining vote so that you would raise your hand and signify that you would help support and sustain this person in their calling. You know, and, okay, and so really, it's just it's good. Now, when you say you know? sustain, but like, but I'm not allowed to participate in that sustaining vote either. Okay, like, so that's one of the things where like I'm just assuming everybody around me is like, oh yeah, hey, look, Lonnie can't raise his hand. What's so then? So in my mind, I'm thinking that they're thinking, oh, what did he do wrong? What does he do? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. why is he? You know, what what did he do to get to? You know, well, the, that just sounds like it just would give you anxiety. It did. Yeah, tremendous anxiety, and I realized most of the time people really just they weren't 
they they didn't think that way and they weren't thinking of me that way. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, from me on the inside yeah, being from, you know being when anxious it comes to me personally, it's right? gonna feel like that. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. It's like uh, it walking into a room with a red nose. Yeah. You know? It felt like it. Yeah. And and again, the members didn't make me feel like that. I right. made me feel like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Totally understandable though. But but I think it's it good for for people that haven't experienced that or or knows have somebody that they're close to that have experienced that it's impossible to know what that feels like mm-hmm. it really is i did not have the perspective that i do until we lived it and and i would you know have those i don't know judgments i guess of like well i heard something happened with this person and now they're not coming to church like that's so sad. Like, I wonder why they're not here. And like, that's, it's so sad that their life has taken this new direction and it is sad. But what I also didn't realize was how painful it is for people. It is not just that they're, I'm going to make some bad choices and decide not to participate in church anymore. Like it is a process and it is a hard process. And when you have the foundation of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ is true. It is. I know that. I know that. And um, so when you're then faced with things that are brought about by the church that are difficult and hard, that is, well, it's just that it's difficult and it's hard to live it and to go through it. But a lot of people, it is so hard that they choose to walk away. And to be totally honest, we understand that we we do we understand what that feels like and that it would be easier just to like go in a different direction because stepping foot in that building every week like we would come home from church and there were days when i was just like you gotta just stay home it's too hard it is too hard and then the rest of the day is wrecked and in the beginning it was really hard for me to go back it was so so hard as she was talking about like We'd go to church and I'd be so grouchy that I was just hell for the next three days. And she's yes. like, you know what? Just don't go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just don't go. It's not worth it. Like, yeah. You know, you bite everybody's heads off, you know, for the next three days and um, you're just miserable. And, and I was just hurt, you know, hurting inside and, and uh, hurt. And But that's why I think this episode, this is why I wanted to do an episode like this, because I know that there's somebody that is going to be in your shoes now. And has the next five years to deal with, but doesn't know how to. And maybe this video reaches him or her. But it, and that's and, okay. Like, it, it really is okay to under, to know, like, this is hard. It is freaking hard. But if you can just hold on to. So here's the question your, that needs to be answered. You said this is hard a lot. And mm-hmm. we've, we, it has been really hard. Like, um, I guess there's two questions. One, why are we still going? Right? And two, if it's so hard, why go back? All right. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the insights of the Carmichael family and (laughs) some of the cultural customs that we have. Uh, because we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And um, those are not necessarily run-of-the-mill common things. So I want to make sure that we get your questions and comments and thoughts of what you thought of this episode and um, if you have questions about it and what we can answer 
as far as what those questions might be. Make sure you leave those down in the comments below. Don't forget to click any click, like, share, and subscribe. Turn on that ring notification bell on YouTube so you can make sure and get our episodes as they drop in hot. And <laughs> we'll that brings us time. to, we'll see you next time on another episode of The Value Script.